0: freak real seattle sucks A type edition i'm uh i'm greg yeah i'm okay. here with brian hi brian
1: hey greg this is uh old school pandemic style where we're sitting around my table in my living room uh just recording onto one track uh no ability to make edits
0: we're just rolling That's right. You know, but in during the pandemic, we weren't using our cool, like spring loaded microphone holding arms that keep the microphones right in front of our face. But we don't have to hold them. We had them. They were just sitting in a cabinet on the on the boat um, for all that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. just uh, helpfully holding down some papers or something that were it's (laughs) called
0: ballast. (laughs) Brian.
1: <laughs> but yeah i know uh ever since the thanksgiving episode i now have a fancy spring-loaded microphone stand i should have given thanks for that now that i think about it because i've recorded <laughs> several lectures for my students with it clearly in frame and i think they respect
0: me a little more <laughs> uh n- i mean they all they all like took one look at that and went yeah he's got a podcast yep <laughs> Middle aged, well, middle aged bearded man. Yeah. Like, has to have a hobby. It's not just beer drinking, like we thought.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It oh, turns man. out that uh, it's not film criticism because he wants to tell us about Dracula over and over again. Uh, but that is a piece that lets us know that it is a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, teacher yeah. has interests. Yeah. Well, they're all, every time I see him now, ever since I've had this mic stand in frame, uh, They've been pointing and smiling as I walk across campus, and it just lets me know that they're like, hey, there's our very cool professor over there. (laughs) Love him. Uh, He's the coolest guy. That's what I assume they're telling their friends, who seem to also be deriving enjoyment from the conversation. So it must
0: just be about what a great guy I am. As long as they never find out what your podcast is, so they can't use it against you. Believe you, you. <laughs> me, that uh, n- I will
1: die before I tell my students about this show. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Your OPSEC is usually pretty good, but you did allow yourself to be photographed uh, and that photograph to be transmitted to the internet, which revealed uh, your library.
1: That is which, true. Which
0: I think, I, I just because I know you, I know is something that uh, I saw that go out and I was like, oh, Brian's looking at that picture going, no. I don't care if they see my face, they can't see my, li- I just know, I just have this feeling that that thought crossed your mind. They can't see, they can't see that I have an entire wall of entirely red spines. It's like an art piece. It's like something like yeah, you would design for, for books you've never read, like uh, Tonal. It's called yeah. Tonal. It's, it's it's very in right now. <laughs> Uh, thank you, by the way, for the
1: five listeners that managed to see that picture. Uh, for encouraging me and saying, "No, that's not weird at all. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> maybe a life goal." So, thank mm-hmm. you for that. It's the little things that help in these trying times. Life goals, life goals. <laughs> well, Greg, uh, I hear some things have been happening in the city of Seattle. Uh, maybe I not ha- really. I haven't been paying attention because I, of course, have been working very hard on the Emmy-nominated podcast, Ending the Myths. So I have officially been not paying attention to anything in the present. New
0: category at the Emmys. That's the real news. (laughs) Well, actually, none of these stories are really from the present. These are all stories of nothing happening in the past. Hell, yeah! That's all we're talking about today. It's all Seattle. (laughs) <laughs> but the first nothing that we're going to talk about is something that happened in September and is merely apparently going to be brought to a close finally, uh, next week. And that is finally, oh, after, you know, waiting so long after just, uh, really, you know, with such, you know, hope for the future. We started this process that we, we've, we've covered so closely, you know, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, uh, the newcomers, the old timers, the, the drama Uh, The 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 melodrama, the the so the whole soap opera that we've we've covered so diligently as um, uh, Seattle uh, journalists and Mm -hmm. commentators. And that is the search for the Seattle Police Department's new chief. It's happening, folks. Next week, the council will vote to ratify uh, just keeping the same guy around. <laughs> That's right,
1: people. Uh, next week, possibly as soon as next Monday, you could take that blue ribbon off the old oak tree outside your house. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, uh, Adrian Diaz, uh, as if there was a question,
0: is uh, going to be our new police chief. Well, to be fair, there really hasn't been a question since September, end of September, I think, is when um, Harold announced after, well, you know. In the words of Will Casey and the Stranger from late September, this afternoon, Mayor Bruce Harrell announced his decision to appoint Interim Chief Adrian Diaz for the permanent position at the Seattle Police Department. After a nationwide search that produced a field of two finalists from within the department and one reformer from Tucson, Harrell's Choice reveals that months of, quote, feedback, unquote, (laughs) from the public... Just so happened to lead him to choose the same guy he told to apply for the job at the start of the search process.
1: <laughs> it's it's lovely. It. It's nice to see your uh, values at once affirmed like that. So I'm happy for our mayor.
0: Uh, yeah, we gave our feedback. Yes, um, absolutely. Keep the same Joker around because who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean,
1: realistically, that that's the that that's the exclamation point headline of it doesn't matter. So who cares? but it but, is but
0: this is a podcast.
1: Yeah, so obviously so we're going to have to go gonna, more. <laughs> we're going to stretch
0: that who cares non-story this happened in September and is just like maybe procedurally going to come to a close. We're going to stretch that into I don't know, a solid half hour here. Um <laughs> what's interesting what occurs to me uh Brian about this um and and I want to run up I want to bounce it off you because like the what is noted, notable to me, I mean, go into like the process story of like, oh, like, wow, this seems like it was a phony process that Harold mm-hmm. was going to keep this guy around from the beginning. You know, I, I honestly don't really care about that much. There's a maybe a piece of that that we'll get into. But like, what's more interesting to me is this will be the second chief in a row that has been, come from within the department. Yeah, yeah. Now, the mayor, the, the, the um, criminal fraud, uh, Carmen Best, uh, you know. Came under, I think, different circumstances where she was put on the short list, and without the intention of ever hiring her. And then there was a grassroots political campaign <laughs> led on by on. Uh, one Nikita Oliver, among other, among other yeah. uh, misguided, naive idiots like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like and, know, and, saying, and yeah, libs, yeah, yeah, who like thought it mattered who the chief was and that having a black woman like promoted to that position w- would be good. And for someone in some way, you know, it no wasn't game changer. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> she sucked. Um But that, that was sort of different. What they were trying to do then, what, what seemed like was going to happen is what has been the standard, at least, I mean, you tell me for like in big cities for the last, at least like 20 years, right. Or does it go back farther than that, where you bring in an outside chief, for, and for political reasons that that signals something like that's been the standard and that's what they were trying to do then. And that got sort of sabotaged. Yeah. Um. But that's, wasn't what Harold was even trying to do this time. Clearly. And, yeah. Yeah. I guess mean, it's like, there's, there's a
1: lot of reasons why you bring somebody in from outside, but one of the funnier ones, and this is the NYPD approach always is you're reaffirming yourself as a premier city. Right. 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 Like we can make, you can attract the best and brightest yeah. talent. We can make people come and grovel for this job. And yeah. I, I think they honestly just didn't ask. That's probably why we didn't get so much here. But it does give off the impression that uh, when you say like we did this huge nationwide search and all we could find were two morons from the department already. Yeah, uh, it, it does kind of give the impression that, uh, well, maybe this city is not as uh, is
0: not arrived as we thought it had. <laughs> or at least you're beyond caring signaling that just like you're beyond caring mm-hmm. signaling the other things that that process is supposed to signal, like what you're doing when you hire the outside chief. You're saying yes, we are we're putting in an effort to do something. By making this search, we're finding the best and brightest, the best talent from around the country. And usually that comes with a whiff of reform, like yeah. the stranger mentions well, one of the candidates was a reformer from Tucson. Now, of course, that ne- now, of course, that never actually means dick. It's all bullshit. But yeah, yeah. these but the chiefs who are selling themselves maybe from like a mid-sized city to a bigger city are like tucson to seattle is like gonna be someone who's that's their career track of like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna politically play that you know use this one weird trick that's like in the current like cop phony literature about how we should change policing in some minor meaningless way and i'm gonna make that my thing and like be or be one of the guys doing that well get through jump through the hoops so that the local papers say yeah oh yeah you sure did that bullshit and then that's my career I'm going to go on and then the city gets to bring you in, and go like, oh, man, we searched. We got the best and it, we're doing this because it's change. It's coming from the outside. So we're doing something here. Yeah. Yeah. And no desire to even signal that bullshit here. Like we're pa- past that. Yeah, usually the idea is,
1: uh, you know, police chiefs and stuff. It's like the head of a corporation or something like that, right? Like CEOs, things like that. They just jump from corporation to corporation, Mm -hmm. presumably in their mind on a trajectory upward to bigger, uh, more high profile, higher paying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jobs, right? And, uh, you know, interestingly, uh, so LAPD for the longest time. Eschewed that even though they were a major city and were like, no, we only hire from the inside, but they were strictly the because only like LAPD knows how to police the city, right? It was like a very like fascist, yeah. dating back to like Willie Parker kind of yeah. days, uh, thing. But post Ronnie King, that was broken up by the city who were like no, we got to bring in some outside people, right? Again, to do this, like, face of reform, right? Like, to do some sort of show of reform. Of course, it always amounts to nothing. No, it doesn't matter. But uh, but the is not even there. I mean, that's your point, right? It's like, the, the Harold's not even bothering with the kayfabe it, of, like, let's hire somebody from outside to, uh, like... Because, I mean, one thing Harold could say is, let's finally put a nail in the consent decree, bring somebody from outside, job's done, new department, new face, boom. You yeah. know, Sign the dotted line,
0: we're done. I don't know if the consent right. decrees even come up in like him talking about nah. this. Like, I think they're just not. Ta- I think it. They, I think at this <laughs> well, they point they're just going to have it forever. It doesn't matter. Who yeah, cares. you can just ignore it. That's the, It's, it's, it's it out. done. Yeah. Like yeah. the 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 Durkin administration really tried to say, okay, we're going to get this off the books because we're a premier city. Yeah, yeah. And then 2020 happened, and they had to put the kibosh on that, and now it's like okay well then it doesn't matter like it's mm. over fine now maybe also like you know if there isn't the political will to tr- try to get back on that path again in seattle then that then that's why you're not also like because any chief coming in again you're talking about this is career-minded people they're going to come in to either get out get the department out from under the consent decree <laughs> and that they're going to come in wanting to say, yeah, that's what I'm here to do or not, or yeah, they're not yeah, going to want no. the job, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if they're being told or if the word is like, no, the city's just moving on, we'll just be under the consent decree. And until when you know, yeah. there's no more federal courts, you know? Like, yeah.
1: Until the fuck courts just forget like yeah. that we're there, you know? Until um,
0: every, every, you know, like <laughs> every city in the country is under consent decree or like the, or yeah. somehow like it just lapses out of, uh, legal force or something
1: yeah and again i mean this was the initial strategy in the south with uh school uh desegregation right which is initially is like we'll just ignore it until uh like the problem becomes so big that the federal government just gives up on it right yeah. uh which hilarious they actually kind of did in the end but yeah. uh they basically did but uh yeah the the thing is with this is that Yeah, you could bring a face in, right? But Harold doesn't even want the kayfabe of, like, we're actually trying to reform this department. But the other thing is that when, like, Daryl Gates in L.A. after the riots, they got rid of Gates. Part of that, too, was the city trying to exert some sort of control Mm -hmm. over its own police department and say, like, look, uh, we're not going to reform you. We're not going to, like, stop you from killing people or anything like that. But you do have to listen to us. Like you you don't, you don't run this city. And I mean, again, Harold just 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 getting rid of the kayfabe, even that, and basically like, nah, SPD pretty much can just run itself and the city. Quite frankly, I
0: mean, this is something we've (laughs) talked about an enormous amount that the police everywhere are politicized, organized, and this city, like every other, they're basically run by the union, and to the extent that they're run by the actual command at all it's Mm -hmm. the the like built sort of machine relationships within an organization and they're out of the control of city hall and we saw like again we've talked this to death that's what we saw in 2020 uh with under you know carmen best like a, a department that was just completely out of the control of the city um and you had like best you know not not able, I think, even to be, like, a um, an honest broker, like, in meetings with the city, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just really just, like, seem to see herself there to defend the prerogatives of the police department. But, like, yeah, that's why you would bring in somebody else, right? So Even if it's not going to do much, <laughs> at least something. Somebody who's outside who you hired, who a, a mayor and a city council have hired, who to who, like, at least theoretically owes the city hall, like, you know, their job on some level. Yeah. Even if they are also politicized in the same way, they also have more sort of solidarity with the cops. They're coming in as an actual manager from outside. And and at least to be the, the, the face of the police department and say the things that city hall is going to want them to say, honestly, that's probably the main thing, um, whatever actually happens. And then, but then if, if push comes to shove, if there is an actual, like, difference of opinion and, like, problem between the city, like, yeah, someone you bring in from the outside probably sees, again, who's on that kind of career track and so- sees themselves that way as, like, a police chief who can run any department, mm. yeah, it's gonna be comfortable, like, at least let trying to establish some, some, some control, just some shred of it. But look at, you know, I mean, what we saw from what we learned of the, uh, like, the meeting, like, the came out, meetings that came out, like, a year later, like, of the uh east precinct abandonment like best didn't even seem to be pretending that she was going to order like the department to do anything she was just telling she was just defending the the department line in with the city and then ultimately saying like yeah i'm not going to order them to leave fine whatever but ne- but not really saying okay i'm going to go tell them i'm going to i'm going to go command i'm going to go make something happen or not happen you know like yeah, he wasn't yeah. even like an honest broker with the city in that you know and, you know, administrators of a city like probably want like a suit in there going like, OK, this is all right. We're having this conversation. We're talking and now I'm going to order what's going to happen. if I guess it goes haywire, then I didn't. Well, I did what I could do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, probably wouldn't count for much. But like this is. Harold, I think this goes back to um, that, the leaked. uh speeches that he was giving you know at precincts going around to the morning meetings you know yeah but yeah. i what we were talking about then what i said then was like obviously he knew it was going to be leaked obviously the fucking mike Solon himself probably leaked it to uh the union president to, leaked it to jason rance and what harold was doing there was like getting the police on side saying like i'm with you we have the same concerns i know you're put upon you're the fucking like you know you're saving us here like He's getting them on side, and ultimately, this is part of that project, right He's doing something and the same thing I, the thing I said then was he is better at this than we've seen in a long time because this is i said then machine politics, this, yeah, yeah, this is making relationships and like not running it like a corporation, like running it like politics with like fiefdoms and like promoting yeah, people yeah. up yeah. like. So he's made his peace with the department and with Diaz. They're on the same side. So fine. He doesn't need some reformer to come in and you well, know. Well, yeah, like
1: it's uh, so like when Ed Murray came into office, he brought in Kathleen O'Toole, who I think mm-hmm. was from Boston PD, uh, to head the department. And the whole idea was like, I'm wiping my hands, essentially, of the problems, previous problems of the Seattle Police Department, right? Yeah. Like, n- not my problem. I brought in a new person. that. But Mayor Harold is doing the exact opposite, right? Which is he's tying himself like tighter mm-hmm. to the yep. police department and basically saying, "No, your problems are my problems. Like, and yep. you know, we're we're in this together." Which is probably not the open sentiment you want your mayor to have with uh, your fairly vicious police department. That you know, open. I mean, this is the other kind of funny thing is you're you're saying that of three candidates, the three top candidates, two were. Inside the department, the department, which, by the way, the news media, Seattle PD, and even our own electeds have been telling us for, what, two, three years now, uh, everybody's quitting the SPD because they hate the city so much. And they hate everybody in it so much. And you're like, oh, but th- when we look to see who the best candidates to run
0: it, <laughs> they're all in that same department. A department mean, that's it, under a consent decree. The department that rank criminality and abuse and like yeah. totally was out of control of the city like in 2020. Yeah, this is it, what it, it's all very interesting messaging
1: to send out. It is. I'm just saying I, I don't think it's I don't think it's accidental or maybe even stupid on Harold's
0: part. No, I think no. he's just he, telling you something he's telling. <laughs> and it's both. It's just like when he made this the round of speeches. He's telling us something he's telling. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing all these steps that would signal. Yeah, he's washing his hands. or He's trying to move on or trying to say trying to have some cover to say, yeah, we're trying to reform here. He's not doing that, which sends its own message to the city. But it's a message to the cops. Yeah. And this is why it's not necessarily stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. he's doing a kind of the, the barest like shade of what you could start to build of a of machine style politics. And what it means is this is his, this is his ploy for controlling the police, for not having the police be so embarrassingly, insanely out of control. Will it work? I don't know, will it, will push come to shove again like it did in 2020 when they just went batshit like on multiple occasions in various ways? Um, But his thinking, I think he saw that and saw and sees the problem as the antagonism between the city and the cops. Now we've said many times that's because the cops are dumb as dog shit and don't understand that the city is like needs them and is on their side and like yeah, wants yeah. to give them everything they need, but they're stupid. And so they buy the, the like right wing Fox news, like talk radio line about mayor Durkin and the Democrats. And he's trying to come in and subvert that get on side so that they cooperate in his initiatives, like tackling the the menace, the scourge of, of uh, graffiti Uh, with gusto and so yeah maybe he feels like he can actually order the police to do something in a a riot situation because they trust him that he's on their side so he can make the him and a chief like Diaz could sit make the executive decision work it out and that it can come down from the top and be followed that I think is what's in his head
1: yeah and you know (laughs) it's just crazy because I, yeah, I'm kind of racking my brain trying to think if there was a police department in 2020 that did anything as weird or crazy <laughs> as Abandoned these precinct was. That's the thing. And it's just hilarious because in other cities, nobody actually defunded the police, obviously, and nobody really even reformed them. But there were like minor consequences in other cities for like police chiefs that had to go and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of funny that in Seattle, where the stupidest possible thing happened, uh we've just doubled down and been like, no, these guys, they got it together. Stupidest, most <laughs> insane,
0: most criminal, most fraudulent yeah. thing. But don't forget also, they they fucking gassed ci- <laughs> oh, city yeah. council people. They they disregarded actual ordinances from the city council. Yeah. Like
1: Well, and from like a state judge yes, and yes. things like that. I mean, like Well, that's I mean the, the thing about the East Precinct isn't say that like, oh, it's you know. That's the uh, worst thing that happened in 2020. Because, I mean, people did get, like, killed and shit in 2020 yeah, as yeah. well, right? By police officers, right? But what's crazy about it is just... But that's that normal. The, that the that's yeah, that's yeah, everyday that's, cop well, shit also, in America. That is police acting under the orders and expectations of their elected leaders. Yes. The thing about these precincts that's crazy is it's just a weird thing they did on their own, completely all out of their own head, with nobody asking them. And you could be damn sure that nobody, the mayor included in city council, none of them would have asked them to do that. No, right? Because they, it's they, insane. And it's one of those things that's like it's not necessarily the end product of what you did. It's the uh it's the method of like revealing that you are completely out of control. Out of like control like nobody is in charge insane. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's in charge of you and you've lost minds. your fucking minds, right? And it makes it kind of crazy then that the, the one city that literally did absolutely nothing Regarding its police post twenty twenty is Seattle, and in fact, just doubled down harder on uh, not just the police
0: department itself, but on the leadership within that police department. Look, it's the same uh, reason. It's, it's, uh, it's the interesting. City is I mean, it's so insane. Switch. It's because Seattle. It's the city. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the contradictions of this place. Yeah, yeah. It is that the right wing narrative that already existed of this as this progressive fucking pink haired uh, city. That then the ch- the Chaz like narrative the cops were already crazy that drove them out of their fucking minds and that's the politics we have now that's how we have harold and this compromise And the thing is i keep saying this about harold from his own perspective he may not be wrong that this is the sure. smart thing to do Sure, um, well, the, the, even from the perspective yeah, of yeah. literally actually maintaining or affecting Some level of control on SPD because you are talking about a a department that is insanely out of control. So what so what what is going to what is bringing in an outside chief going to do if if shit of that scale pops off again and you have the potential for them to do something genuinely bizarre again like that, like what's having an outside chief going to do? Who's, you know, the reform who's coming in with with City Hall to like, uh, you know, the cops are too stupid to not to separate the the bullshit that you say at a press conference once about how we're reforming from reality. And they've demonstrated that. I think Harold knows that, that you can't say that shit because they'll lose their ever loving minds yeah, yeah. and they will then dis- disregard uh, orders as a matter of course at this point because they're fucking out of control. So I, I think this is in some ways. Again, from a certain perspective, if you want them to be on your side to keep doing police work and keep like rounding up the homeless and uh, and taggers, yeah, then this is a smart move.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's always that thing you have to be careful when talking politics or about calling things stupid, because just because you disagree with it or the goals are not your goals doesn't make them stupid, right? Uh, For Mayor Harold. Tying himself close to the police, uh, which ties him closer to real estate, ties him closer to the people with money in this city. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, smart, it's probably a pe- smart, playing smart playing move Plenty of people it's good
0: politics for, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So, I
1: mean, that's probably a really smart move politically. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just further. I mean, look, had he brought somebody, had he brought this guy in from Tucson? Uh nothing would change with SPD as well. Yeah, know. So I, I mean yeah. back to the original point of like uh nothing's gonna change SPD, so don't worry about it either way. But it's just interesting coming from the uh Harold's office. I think it, I think he's telling us something. Yeah. Well.
0: Fun times.
1: Yeah. All right. Well.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh again. That was just a, a theoretical discussion about nothing. Um, nothing yeah. will change. Uh,
1: uh, Gregory, we hit exactly 30 minutes on that. Hey. So we stretched. We
0: hit our stretch goal. <laughs> uh, we're, we're professionals. Okay. We've done this once or twice. Um, okay. So another Seattle, another local story, another, uh, uh, you know, a victory lap. That's what we've got here, Brian. We're um, to the Seattle Times, our paper of record. Brian, we haven't talked I haven't talked about it. I mean you guys did last week and um but I, I haven't been on the show to talk about and really haven't known how to talk about the uh Club Q attack in Colorado. But it's been on my mind, and I haven't known how to talk about it, but the thing uh that's been like rattling around in my brain of all the thing like of all the, the horror and the genuine like concern about, like, what's happening in this country, the way, like, uh, trans and uh, other people are being targeted and, you know, freaks being ginned up to murder them. Um, The thing that occurs to me is that progressive liberal gay rights as they exist in this country are built on fucking sand. Yeah, right? There's, There's nothing holding any of this up. What what exists?
1: <laughs> well, I, I I think you know there were some people who watching Roe v. Wade essentially just get thrown in the fucking dumpster, like while the Democrats controlled the House, Senate, and presidency. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, uh, uh, in their sort of panic at the moment, were like, "Well, like, what does this mean about like literally everything else, right?" Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everything else that's just totally upheld by jurisprudence right is that like the entirety of gay rights right is that just going to end up in the garbage can as well and some people are like cautioning them about being alarmist but i actually think they're right like the roe v wade thing like that does reveal that uh just relying on court precedents just relying on uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, the changing mood in the country to, you know, sweeping to victory, essentially ha- relying on having more representation in media or something like that to protect your rights is uh, bullshit. And uh, it's, you know, it's not going to protect you in the end. It hadn't been protecting people regarding women, regarding abortion for a long time. Right. But they were able to ignore it. Right. But finally, uh, something happened so big, they couldn't ignore it anymore. And they kind of seem to have fallen asleep on the on the gay rights thing again. But I I think you're right, Greg. I, I think that this well, is like, th-
0: it, this is all built. You on know, even if no, even if, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't overturn a bunch of other stuff like. Yeah. What is what? what <laughs> it is shows preventing? that none of it's
1: worth the, the shit it's written
0: on. Right. right like, you know,
1: they don't have to overturn it anymore. They've they've announced that it's all worthless. Like, right. Because you know, if,
0: if people can openly be ginning up this trans panic this groomer mm-hmm. panic this fucking blood libel shit openly in in mainstream media and all over and 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 setting uh lone wolves off to do uh ex- exterminate exterminationist attacks like what what good is the rest of it yeah and what what does that say about what it's standing on so like okay, You know, to get into this, like this is this is related to a a, a kind of a local thing here, but like I've always okay old talking point on this show be just the disgust when you hear Democrats like take credit for gay rights. Yeah, yeah, fucking (laughs) hilarious. Uh, from, you know, the whole the whole democratic liberal milieu, like as if them, Obama didn't run from uh, it as fast as he could whenever it came up in 2008. Uh, but yeah, they, Hillary and Obama have both run for president against gay yeah, marriage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But today they're the Democratic Party. That's all about inclusion and the rainbow and shit like this. And yet again, another fucking long t- time talking point. Uh, those same kind of liberal people, including some uh, comfortable liberal gays who want to take credit like they were part of it, whether in the political establishment or media, they want to take credit for all this shit they didn't actually do. They're also the, some of the same people who are, uh, who participate in, in a, in a, uh, with a light touch sometimes, or at least, or in the trans panic, or at least yeah. the Democrats yeah. now will now like on in, in the same breath will like be like, yeah, we're the Democrats, the, the, the party of gay liberation in America, again, they did nothing. Um, always soft peddling, uh, uh, obstructing, and only when social movements like, like have made things inevitable, do the Democrats come along and go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's great, we did that." But like now, the same people who will still look you in the eye and say that are like, "Oh gosh, I don't know if we can really be really go along with this woke trans shit and uh, scare off the uh, voters in you know where there's no indoor plumbing." You know, yeah, yeah, like those same people like and now like as um yeah as this anti-trans like this fucking weird groomer shit this it is like a blood libel like people are being like sent out in the world with like demonic messages in their head to kill people Yeah, yeah you know yeah and one way people have talked about this is in terms of like backlash conservative backlash and that uh, you know uh be that as it may like that is maybe a, yeah an inevitable kind of truth or something but like there's a, there's a different way of i i think there's something more important like yeah I, there's probably is gonna be a backlash uh against anything good uh, at some <laughs> point right like that's that that isn't the, the question is yeah. what what have you erected yeah to stand up against it what yeah weapons do you have to push back and that is going to be determined by what like put you in that place in the first place and how you got there and so it's not just it's now it's moving now that the violence is like rising like and the progressive narrative to i mean is being turned back you know like like on so many issues but like we're going backward you know like with the with uh the dobbs decision it's like the it, the progressive myth in America is like being turned should be being turned in on itself, just being revealed to be bullshit. Like as things really demonstrably go back. So now like targeted political rhetoric and, and actual violence against trans and gay people escalating, not declining. Right. Uh, the Supreme court literally, uh, getting rid of your abortion rights, like demonstrably going back should be showing like that the, The myth of progress moving forward a little bit at a time is bullshit, okay? Mm -hmm. If it's not built on anything. And now, that brings us to the Seattle Times. This is from a couple of days ago. So I guess on December 9th was the 10-year anniversary of Washington State legalizing gay marriage. So the Times, of course, wanted to do... A little victory lap on this to just pat themselves (laughs) on the back. So we have Kate Riley, the Times editorial page editor, Uh, her piece uh, on the uh, editorial page, when Washington voters said, I do to legalizing same-sex marriage. Now, she starts out by telling us the history a little bit, how... in 2012, early in the year, the legislature passed a bill into law. Governor Gregoire signed it. Legalizing gay marriage was supposed to take effect in June. Then uh, the goofy uh, Republicans, you know, uh, got together a, uh, a, a an initiative, got enough signatures to get something on the ballot, where you had to approve or reject that. Uh, you know, so it was put on hold. Mm the election comes along and uh, well, well, they got it on the ballot and that's where I'm going to bring us into this article here. The Seattle times editorial board had strongly supported the legislative bill for a while. It was a natural evolution. (laughs) It was a natural evolution. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like all legislation. Yeah. Progress. Yeah. This is it. This is the progress. Uh, Ben source progress. It's, the, yeah, the arc of justice is bending. The arrow is moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Time, time goes in one direction. Okay? Uh, it's, it's physics.
1: Yeah, there was like a reconstruction and there was progress.
0: Uh huh. The board had supported. So we're now we're talking about we're talking about this. We're taking this victory lap, not just for Washington State, but literally for the Seattle Times Ed board. Sure. Oh, yeah. The board had supported civil unions in 2000, an effect of the fifth an effect of the fifth generation of Blevins. Around here, we call them the fifth edition.
1: By the way, I mean not—you uh, know—they're not pushing back against us calling the Blevins like an inhuman freaks. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> I mean the fifth generation of Blevins. Imagine, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, imagine um, strong swimmers there now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ima- imagine saying like, "Hey," imagine saying, talking about political advocacy political victory moving progress forward by saying we changed our own minds like we supported civil unions in 2000 as uh, uh, which you can take to mean like what they were saying at the time was we think civil unions is the right thing rather than you know full rights for human beings in america you know (laughs) equal rights like but this is a good compromise for now and then there she's (laughs) proud to say by 2012 we had evolved Yeah, you by know? 2012 it had become politically advantageous to yeah, go one exactly step further and so we like did. ever like the democratic party like liberals like obama like the supreme court who eventually actually legalized it in america um behind the actual society okay like uh and all the like activism and bravery of people in earlier yeah. generations having to like trying to live their lives out in various ways in much more difficult circumstances Oh, they call them the fifth edition, the generation Oh God oh, who were getting involved in the family owned newspaper business. The fifth edition we're still talking about there. OK, that group, including now associate publisher Ryan Bleden. How'd he get that job? <laughs> were persuasive when they lobbied their elders, including <laughs> oh, pop, did, did they did they don stoles and light candles? to do like, um, including publisher Fr- Frank Blevin of the fourth edition? Yeah, they Blevins. all they all went down to the waterside, the waterfront, and <laughs> called on their elders. Yes, uh, <laughs> sometime in the nineteen seventies, they activated the fifth set of clones. <laughs> you know, like, activate the new clones. <laughs> dispose of the la- Dispose of the old one. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Imagine god. writing that as
1: a paragraph and everybody reading it, being like, "Yeah, we should go with that."
0: Oh. 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 Fast forward to 2012. Again, just we're just history
1: moving. Yeah. Luckily, but, nothing happened between 2000 and 2012, so oh. just skip right by. Uh.
0: <laughs> oof. Uh. Okay. Fast forward to 2012. With the <laughs> with the question now before voters. Edit board members were figuring out how to muscle up our message. We used the same strategy as the younger Blevins, persuasion (laughs) through the power of personal relationships. This time, we enlisted readers in what has been one of the most powerful editorial board campaigns I've seen in my career. Besides the traditional editorial drumbeat, we developed a... A then-innovative social media campaign, including videos to further make the point about why voters should embrace Referendum 74 to affirm same-sex marriage. On the Sunday, September 16th editorial page, we printed a sign with the words, I do approve Referendum 74. That's very cute. (laughs) Uh, We invited readers to take a picture with the sign and themselves, partners, friends, and family, and colleagues. We encouraged them to send the photos to us and share them on our social media. The result was a touching slideshow of more than 300 photos of people showing their support for the referendum. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, On October 21st, just before state ballots were mailed, we turned over the full editorial page to several of those readers who shared their photos. Same-sex families and otherwise pastors, church members, a whole architecture firm... A retired Washington National Guard colonel who became a prominent gay rights activist and Governor Gregoire. On Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere, people shared their stories and blah, 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 blah. Ballots arrived. Voters and voters choice on the new law was approve, approve or reject. The ballots were counted. And in these parts, you know, that takes a while.
1: It's nice to have like a little joke. Yeah,
0: yeah, get it. Get it, folks. (laughs) About 53.7% of Washington voters cast their ballots in the affirmative, saying, why, yes, I do support same-sex marriage. Oh, a oh, it's a victory story. a victory for progress of how an intrepid editorial board of webbed-fingered uh, slimy <laughs> freaks uh, who were recently pulled out of test tubes got into gear, churned their machine of, like, uh, uh, consent, manufacture, and like mm-hmm. uh, uh, poll pushing, and to <laughs> do something positive. This is uh, this is basically the plot of the worst
1: Ron Howard movie yet.
0: Like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> you no,
1: know, I mean there's there's nothing going on here. I mean, because the big thing is like what you've confessed to with your like in 2000 we support civil unions, mm-hmm. of course, against gay marriage, uh, and in 2012, we moved on to gay marriage. Is that like? Yeah, finally, things had changed so much that we were dragged by the current,
0: you know, into this position. The legislature had already done this. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it was already a fait accompli, and we figured, why not sign off on it so we could take a victory lap 10 years later and claim we did it? Um, And also, too, I mean, like, I understand that here in in these current days where, you know, this could just be stripped away any moment now. uh, You know, it, it might be hard to remember this. This was the most conservative option at the time. Yeah. It was like, let's, uh, look, marriage is falling apart across the board. The American family is, like, disintegrating (laughs) before our eyes. Uh, (sighs) Gay men at least have high incomes. Let them get married, right? exactly. And it was the decision, like, business wanted because they wanted to market shit to them and all this kind of stuff. It was the conservative choice, you know? Absolutely. Like... This is not something to, like, dance around and be like, can you believe uh, this limb that we went out on? We said families are good and you should support marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that classic <Yeah>. radical position.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to get into that more in the next story I've got here for you. But, like, let me sum up, like, what, what the, the story is here from Kate Riley. It's like, we barely got this ballot initiative across the line, like, f- 54%. And that was narrow because like, yeah, there's still a lot of people out there who don't want it. Okay. There's conservatives out there who are against this, but we did our part here in the Seattle media market. We, uh, we convinced the elites who run, who own the paper (laughs) to take this line. We then like got the elite, like, like, uh, opinion making, uh, you know, apparatus into gear. Um, and we pushed this thing across the line barely mm-hmm. and we're taking a victory lap. Now I say this not to say like, beware of the backlash, fuck the backlash, fuck the yeah, conservative yeah. backlash. That's now. that's no way to do politics. It's always going to come. Fuck that. I'm not saying that having, pushing this through with only of Washington voters like being in favor of it. I'm not saying it was too early that you need to do this when you have a bigger margin of victory, right? Like you need to have moved society even farther before you codify something Mm -hmm. in the law. No, fuck that. Uh, Fuck, fuck the conservatives. If you, yeah, sure. If you can use the legal legislative initiative, whatever process to get something genuinely like, thing that people want to like let the a little bit of the boot off a few people's necks even in in this case you know we can get into how you know yeah it is essentially an assimilationist project a conservative like family project fine do it yeah use whatever use these political tricks and yeah fucking crank up the propaganda machine get people on board fucking do your whatever like if you can sneak it across the line the problem is not how many how slim a margin it was that's not why we are where we are in america where things are getting worse on these this front because because uh change happened too fast because society hadn't gotten there enough we hadn't like changed enough conservative minds on all these issues like abortion and gay rights and shit before the legislatures or courts or in this case the voters shoved a big you know change through It's how it was done, because look what the victory lap is here. It's it's like we just did the this bare minimum of like (laughs) politics to like get people to vote. And then it was done. What is backing it up? Yeah. What? uh. All you did was change, like convince enough people that it was okay to vote yes on this and, and then go on with their fucking lives. Nothing about that built any power for those people who voted in that. Nothing about this built any power for g- gay people in America, trans people in America to protect themselves in any other way, but but be allowed by the state to, you know, enter into this conservative institution. They got elite buy-in. They got, uh, like, elite money to, con- to you know, do an electoral campaign. And they used, like, they they used a process that they used to do a bunch of bad shit like push a bunch of awful evil shit at the seattle times they use to push something through the a direct democratic process that maybe isn't the worst thing but like what's backing it up now later in the article she mentions or at some point another an op-ed in the paper this week from a um from someone who got married on the very first day in Washington (laughs) state, a sort of 10th anniversary remembrance. And I had, I decided, well, I should read it because it's mentioned in this article. We're going to talk about Does It give you how many days till the divorce or. (laughs) And I did read it. And uh, if you're thinking to yourself, Greg, do you really want to shit on someone's cute anniversary remembrance? Um, Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, I, I have, Caution about speaking as a queer American, um, but it is overridden in this case uh, by my uh, general like crankery and how angry this shit makes me. Um, so I'm going to do it. Uh, this is called Happy Anniversary. It's been 10 years since Washington legalized same sex marriage, including mine, uh, by Amy Andrews, special to the Times. It's not like my parents. Who celebrate 53 years of marriage this month and it's not like my wife's either meaning your wife's parents whose marriage could be measured in months but was long enough to create one perfect woman it's not like anything really because we're some of the first we we're the ones who married the day it became legal in washington state okay so far that's cute um he, he, hold that in your mind how different <laughs> how different their how their marriage isn't like anyone else it's, it ain't your yeah. daddy's marriage i gotta say though you put a lot of pressure on that marriage right there yeah <laughs>
1: i gotta say marriages sometimes don't work and it's not your fault it's okay <laughs> like, <laughs> You, this you is the save the med- marriage yeah, yeah. op-ed you know yeah yeah you not people have kids yeah you're not holding up the planet okay it's all writers. it's all right if you let it
0: fall for 10 years okay skipping ahead a little for ten years, we've done all the things one does in a marriage. So, remember, it's not your daddy's marriage. Yeah. Uh, okay, then she goes on some mundane stuff. They they kiss, they do dishes, they blah blah blah, and all the things that their parents probably did in their yeah, fifty three yeah. year marriage. So uh, actually, it is kind of the same. We have danced. We've remodeled a house.
1: <laughs> I mean, isn't that like that's just part of the modern marriage? I feel yeah. like of a certain income group. Like, when you get oh. married, the house remodel is, like, a major part of the marriage ceremony, I feel like. Brian, you know? is, that,
0: is that classes music I hear? <laughs> We've traveled. We've started a business. Oh,
1: God. I hate these people. Already.
0: <laughs> I want their marriage to fail. I'm uh, on, I,
1: I'm on, the, I'm on the, the marriage to fail side. You're, now. you're
0: on the side of, yes, we should be reading this article <laughs> and not leaving these poor lesbians alone. <laughs>
1: We've Do people sur- hear themselves when oh they type God, this shit, dude, you think? Dude, like, I mean, like,
0: what a what a fucking asshole you sound like with this stuff. We've survived a pandemic, and we've written and mailed enough love letters that the chest in which they're held is overflowing. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've Cute, simply I mean, done all the normal marriage things. I'll just remind the listener again that the article literally started with, this marriage ain't like no marriage you've ever seen, Okay. <laughs> A little aside here is that uh, it wasn't important to her, honestly, to get married. Quote, I'm committed. I don't need a heteronormative construct to prove that. This is what the wife said who didn't write. Somebody got guilted into this marriage. Right. Like it's how we have to do this for like it's we've worked so hard. It's legal. Now we have to be there on the steps for clout. Basically, interesting. This woman convinced her (laughs) this lesbian convinced her girlfriend to get married on day one for clout. Basically, and And he's now cashing that cloud in in the Seattle Times. It's also
1: set this up earlier in the article, basically saying like, "My parents have been married for almost sixty years. This is very important to me. Like, marriage means all this." And then her, you know, wife is basically like, "Yeah, my parents were married for like two months, like just enough (laughs) to like you know shit me out, and then like you know." And I kind of think this is bullshit, and uh, maybe these institutions are bullshit. Uh, yeah. who managed to harangue the other person into getting married and does this sound like yeah. a progress or conservative
0: shit? listen uh, <laughs> to to the wife blink if you need help okay yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know what um yeah hit us up on on Twitter we'll we'll find you a place to go for the night um <laughs> if you need to leave all right uh, oh, yeah I'll walk you through the paperwork <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so she goes on to talk about the, the day one courthouse, like in front of the steps of the courthouse, with a big mass wedding and people in the streets, Top Pot Donuts. Uh, while cheers and cries resounded equally into the cold air, we both recognized we were a tiny part of clout, uh, history. Part of history is what she said. <laughs> Too much pressure to it's, put on your marriage. It's the same history we read about now. Harvey Milk. Okay and stonewall oh and the aids epidemic get the fuck out of here and the history we're writing now matthew shepherd and <laughs> pulse and q oh by q she meant q and on, though no no but like this is why we're reading this
1: article how are you not you are so far up your own ass right here how did you even reach the fucking keyboard I I harangued the poor woman who loved me into marrying me which she didn't want to do by heaping this load of bullshit on top of it a fake meaning and whatever and uh, that essentially makes me Martin Luther King I'm Harvey Milk and <laughs> I was more I, Milk.
0: was more I was more I'm Harvey Murm. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say this.
1: SPD is going to murder me at my work
0: because it's, <laughs> it's the it's the Reno 911 meme. The, I've been murdered at Pulse nightclub. My name's Harvey Milk. Thanks for coming to my wedding. Yeah. Um rotten. Rotten shit. This is what they believe. This is what these yeah. comfortable people who are too young to have actually um like participated look, look, in any of this. Look, you know, to, on on the things that that really like yeah. allowed gay and trans people to come out of the closet to live their lives in some way. People did die for that. Uh and were beaten and jailed and I mean like pe- but people organized and got in the streets for decades. This happened in the 60s, 70s and <laughs> yeah. 80s. Um it wasn't you. Now I we don't know. Maybe this woman or more likely her girlfriend was doing a lot of uh activism of some kind in the queer community maybe they were doing mutual aid maybe they were taking in homeless uh, trans and queer youth off the street who'd been kicked out of their parents house or something I don't know but if I was taking this fucking victory lap I think I'd fucking mention that yeah, in yeah. my article so I'm going to say either you didn't ever do anything of note of even worth mentioning passingly or uh, you're, you did and you're still a fucking idiot
1: Well, that it's just a certain thing of like if you are close to this work, if you're close to the struggle, yeah, yes. as they say, yeah, you, you take these things this. a little more seriously than this. Yes. Comparing the flight of fancy that you had with your friend, which is all great and that's all fine. And look, Hey, you know, Lord knows I approve of marriage. I do it enough. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, uh, you take this stuff a little more seriously. This to, to compare it to, I mean, one, like, what do you compare the, the fucking AIDS epidemic? Like, that's a fucking loss. All the from start to bottom, like, it's basically being like, you know, uh, I got married, uh, you know, me, me and my Jewish wife got married. It was kind of like the Holocaust. I mean, like, what are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about? And the about? thing is, like, like, they don't know. That's the actual answer. That, the like, answer is you know, to them.
0: The struggle yeah. is all the thing. Yes. Oh, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. But that makes us part of. The giant. Yeah. When you make and, the when
1: you make the cartoon history of and like the, LGBTQ the struggle, epidemic, uh, I'm at the top. Somehow.
0: All struggle and all <laughs> yeah. um, harm and all loss because progress is moving forward. You know, setbacks are really successes. It's success when mm-hmm. progressive mindset. It's like, oh yeah, all those all those gay men died, like, and were left behind uh, by society and just like kicked out in the gutter to to die horribly, but because yeah it's all part of this tapestry that was moving they did it died <laughs> the for us
1: tapestry that allowed me to get married they
0: fucking somehow somehow yeah yeah that like uh made people feel bad or something is i'm yeah. sure you know how liberals think about this like uh this is like a sick way to think of your life you know well i mean yeah to like to to be like <laughs> i'm the Che Guevara of gay rights because i like uh uh, went to uh, you know, I went on vacation to Cuba when it opened up and under Obama, like
1: yeah, and I mean,
0: you know, you you, you I felt like there was like a, a, and I don't want to open the can talking up. about people who died. This is yeah. all. This is just a list of murders. All well, guess, this is. It literally. <laughs> I mean, a tragedy. Harvey a Milk. Stonewall, Wall. AIDS epidemic. Matthew Shepard. Whole whole, which and, is and like I, I, fall, the you know? the the gay. Like, hate, murder, they were at the right age. She was at the right age to remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pulse and Q. You're talking about, like, like a body count is all yeah. you were counting. And you're like, yeah, I'm, that's part of the, hi-, you know, I guess it's, his right? It's just part of the history. Yeah, the tapestry, right? And, I mean, it's like, there, there's people got mad, and I think it
1: was Kanye who said this or whatever, that made some comment about, like, the Atlantic, sa- you know, slave trade was all right because it allowed them to become, like, who they are. And people are like, rightfully angry about this. And it's just like, yeah, cause that's a sick thought to have in your yeah. head. It's like, yeah, I guess that's why you are in the United States. I, I guess that, like, but that seems pretty all's well that ends the well tragedy there, of the situation. Well, like, Brian, yeah.
0: there's, there's a rich black man in America. So yeah, but that it is. Grotesque. It's it's grotesque. is, it is. It's disgusting. It's, it makes it, me want just, to vomit, but it's just that you just don't take any of this serious. Right. Right. You know. you're out to fucking lunch. In other words, a liberal, um, i It can be a gruesome thing <laughs> to, to attempt to celebrate victories oh alongside, so oh uh, it's becoming self- aware. <sighs> To celebrate victories alongside haunting brutality. Just, I'm going to read that back. It can be a gruesome thing to attempt to celebrate victories alongside haunting brutality. Was this a note written in the margin of the (laughs) first draft by your wife? That you're like, yeah, you know what? Thanks for the note. I'm including that, honey. trying to tastefully, like, redirect the paragraph instead. She's like, great start for the next one. (laughs) Incredible. Yet, that's what we try to do. Yeah, I mean, look, you're you're okay.
1: you're the hero of the story. I forgot.
0: <laughs> That's what we tra- so. Like, what we try to do is celebrate alongside haunting brutality. That's what we try to do. Now, here's here's the example. This is how you try to do that. We get together at the parades and wave a flag. <laughs> we support our progressive youth. I and because this is a liberal. You know that support means like just morally, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we are in favor of the gay youth out right. there.
1: Not, 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 not even giving them the thumbs up in person. No. Just like, well, you're in, waving in, the flag. That's what, yeah. Rhetorically, year, I support you at, uh, you know, uh, the cocktail parties and
0: stuff. But, this is you know. where you might list anything else you've ever done that even you yeah. could twist into something that you've positively affected anyone else's life for yeah. any reason. And you said you went to Pride. Well, and I think too. I he mean, went to Pride and waved the flag. Literally, the flag. Literally, you're saying my example of things I've done is the thing that's like literally just a symbol.
1: Yeah, and this is you know we'll have to uh, maybe do a link to the episode where we interviewed Dr. Kevin years ago about the origins of yeah. Pride. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, oh, not God, even that's a banger. Yeah, not even understanding that there was an argument, a fight. <laughs> <laughs> in the LGBT community about whether pride should be a march or a fucking parade. And the yeah, yeah, conservative parade, yeah. side that fucking wanted yeah. to turn it into an advertising event won, right? Yeah. And they turned it to parade, which is why she has that like Alaska Airlines branded <laughs> pride flag that she waved at the Microsoft contingent as they walked through. And probably, as I remember, in was it 2016? when there was the group of youth who sat down in the middle of pride and blocked the parade route to yeah. protest police violence uh, probably one of the ones who were booing all those people uh, booing those kids and yelling at them
0: for doing it you yeah. know i mean like yeah i mean Brian, just
1: fuck out of here with this shit Brian, like right
0: right fuck this person so okay we support progr- our progressive youth uh, or <laughs> we raise a glass to the future to yeah, it looks bright to <laughs> the senate to Congress for codifying the lifelong commitment we've made to our better half. Now I had to read this eight times. Uh, first, I'm looking at it, going like, whoa, "Whoa!" But they haven't done that. What do you mean, raising class <laughs> to Congress? Like, that—that's ha- not a thing that happened. Like, you understand? Like that? Yeah. yeah. O- Obergefell was the Supreme Court, but like Congress yeah. still has not right. done anything on this issue. Even this stupid. The uh, Senate
1: had to approve those. Judges. And then I was like,
0: wait. Wait, wait, this is about Washington State passing the law. Is this oh, about, Jesus. like, I'm like, no, the Senate, wait, no, Washington does not have a Congress. Yeah, yeah. No, like, you wouldn't get, that wouldn't get through the Seattle Times. Like, no, the the Senate, that's not the Washington, like, and then I figured it out, Brian. Raise a glass to the future. Oh, this is the most shit. fucking dem-brained I, yes. fucking to the arc of progress fucking bullshit it's like let's raise a glass to when in the future senate the senate and congress does the thing i'm sending them vibes for like i'm i'm like holding up my hands like in church going like praying (laughs) to congress going like yes in the future you will do this
1: i mean not even uh hinting that they've bothered to i mean just do the basic like foam banking for some congressional candidate who wants to do this right i mean
0: like there's little like bare minimum shit you could no, do you raise you a glass at, the, at a party like yeah, yeah. like or that's so this what, whole thing is basically like, when you're at like, when, I'm, this is, <laughs> when you're out in your garden with your wife you know in yeah. the morning uh with your tea that's this is a reference to a twitter discourse <laughs> thing that was annoying
1: but but this is basically like when i'm at cocktail parties uh when people bring up the youth of america i don't immediately shit on them so therefore i'm basically uh Jay, uh followed by and if somebody brings up the fact that, uh, you know, somebody says like, you uh, know, Congress, gay marriage should be made legal by Congress. I uh, don't disagree with them. Yeah, so I've I've essentially
0: done the work. I am. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's like there might be
1: too militant, Seattle, Giants.
0: but it's not even like <laughs> agitate against the people or like for something. It's like just like hope for the yeah. future. Just be like, yeah. believe in the Democrats in Congress that they can pull it off one of these days.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll
0: get that football. Oh, my God. They'll get to that football one day. This is why this is why you and your wife are going to be murdered lady. (laughs) This is, I'm serious. Like, this is what it, like this, this is what I'm getting at here with this whole thing. It's because this is what these fucking people think brought this up. Like, yeah, this this is, this is the sand. This is the The sand. This is built on. It's nothing. There's nothing there. It's this fucking empty headed bullshit. Uh, that they think the gay rights are a thing in America. And then, and like it, it was all built on the the little that exists and the very conservative form that it's taken. This yes. as, this like exemplified in this asinine uh, op-ed, this uh, hyper assimilationist conservative ideal <laughs> of the gay lifestyle. Like, like no, look, we just want to fit into society and do all the normal shit. Um, it's built on fucking nothing. That's all they Go allowed on. you to have, and now the 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 Congress that you're now after the. Fucking like fall of Roe v. Wade after the Dobbs decision, after this recent fucking awful massacre uh, in Colorado that like of a very political nature, they're egged on by like public sentiment about, you know, uh, targeting trans and gay people. And you're thinking to yourself, raise a glass to the future Congress. No, you're not, you're not asking like, please Congress. Help us, save us. Yeah, yeah. come not, to not even doing our defense. the usual Democrat defense. brain
1: stuff of like, this is the most dire time for the elections
0: so, no, I mean, or What do they really care? Just like, they don't. They're not in yeah, gay clubs. Yeah, these this, this is an old lesbian couple. They're they have, they're homeowners. They're yeah. business owners. Oh, Brian, we haven't even gotten to it. They're not. They're not going to get shot up in this. They're not. Of they support the kids. They support the kids in their dangerous <laughs> lifestyle where they're out <laughs> having promiscuous gay sex and maybe some maybe. Well, Putting themselves at risk of right wing violence, but but it doesn't affect them. Yeah, and I and
1: I think too. I mean, the the question we say, you know, this is built on sand. Is if somebody did come down and tell this person specifically, uh, actually, your marriage is meaningless. We've revoked your marriage license. You're no longer married, or whatever. What would this person who thinks like this do about that? And the answer is nothing.
0: Nothing. No, they, you know, they didn't do anything to get make it. it happen in the first place, yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to do anything to protect. it. Exactly. And, you know, I mean. That's the sand, right? Okay, so, you know, raise a glass to Congress. Uh, <laughs> we vote. Oh, support candidates and fundraise so we do not have to leave the next generation a world built on segregation, judgment, or hate. Wow. Dumbass. It's mo- the things that. Progressive America has stood on for my entire lifetime are moving backward. You yeah. fucking moron. Yeah, schools are more segregated now than they were in 1968. Like, what are you talking about? Everything like, these is worse, worse, including and now like, <laughs> like man, the right wing is openly calling for your yeah. murder. Yeah. Okay. And Most, it. Mostly they're calling for trans people's murder. I don't I I have a feeling you don't really give a shit. Um but you know what? They're gonna come for you next. And yeah, there's yeah. nothing there's nothing that vote who the people you've been voting for what are they doing about that they're all they're all skittish the democrats are all like you know backing away from like supporting uh trans liberation because it's too woke you know yeah and i mean it's because it doesn't play in peoria or whatever bullshit
1: and it's probably worth like remembering a bit you know the, the actual story of roe v wade and abortion which was it was a mass social movement yeah. you know, that came out of the women's rights movement that shoved Roe v. Wade across the board, including labor groups and things like that, that shoved that across the board with the Supreme Court. The Democratic Party could have... It was wildly popular. Like, you know, uh, making abortion rights legal was wildly popular. The Democratic Party could have passed it at any time. They chose not to... Well, they still to. could. Let's raise so our they, glasses, they, they Brian. Anytime, right? They chose not to the initially future. in the 70s because they thought some... You know, they all got scared by some campfire story about Catholics leaving the party, which they all did anyways, by the way, but about Catholics leaving the party if they were to like vote in abortion rights, which was all bullshit. Right. But they scared themselves and they didn't do anything about it. And by the time the terrorist campaigns began in the 80s of right wing fucking conservatives going out and murdering abortion doctors, blowing up clinics and things like that, then the Democrats were like oh, look at that violence. That's, this, this is way too radioactive to touch. Yeah. And so once the terrorist campaigns essentially established that these rights could be taken away via force, then state legislatures just started doing it. And the Democrats did fucking nothing. They essentially allowed it to happen all the way to the point now that it's gone entirely. And, you know, look, history doesn't always just repeat in the same way. I'm just saying
0: I wouldn't be so fucking confident in that era of progress. And the more right wing violence there is against trans and queer people, the more the Democrats you're raising a fucking glass to will turn away. Yeah, they'll get that's, scared. That's they'll be like, oh, that's a radioactive
1: them. issue. We're not going to touch it. Because what can they say about that? Are they going to say we have to round up all the fucking right-wing psychopaths? Are they going to come out and say that the Republican Party essentially shouldn't exist? And, you know, we're
0: we're going to round up its leadership? Are they going to turn to American law enforcement to protect queer and trans people in America? Yeah, Even if they wanted to, what good would would, that do? Yeah, would they? Right. right. you know, I mean, look, at, at, at the Q nightclub, Club Q in Colorado Springs, an absolute miracle that 40 people didn't die. Yeah. The, in addition to the five killed, 17 were injured by bullet wounds, which means if this had been left to the cops, they would have barricaded at least those people in there with, of course, more people would have got shot, but like, even, forget that. They would have barricaded the, and yeah. let those people bleed out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we at know what the, the minimum, procedure at this point is. There was a lock the door with a shooter inside well, of course, and all the people inside. He also you would have kept shooting. Of course. Yeah. Like, so, you know, incredible, you know, like real bravery by the people who like stopped him, but also also luck and circumstance that it w- was able to work out yeah, that way. Because yeah. like, well, I mean, that's what's really happening in America. And it. Oh, my God. Um, OK. Where was I here? So we don't. Yeah, we'll won't leave it to the next generation to be built on hate. As that we show up. Yeah. We show up. Where? Repeatedly. When? Just like those who affected change before us. No, you didn't. Well, uh, you'd have mentioned it.
1: Yeah, this and, is a classic thing of like when you're really trying to make a point about something you have been involved in, participated in. The sign of good writing is you bring in an anecdote of a time that you participated some in the process. I'm looking, for you know, there. in order to really hit people and inform them that there's things they could do too. Like uh-huh. you could do this too. Uh, yeah. The lack of specifics implies uh, just a lot of sitting in your house, enjoying, you know. We just keep uh, getting
0: married over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, enjoying the uh, surplus value you took from your workforce. Yeah, and on that day in December, it was you, Seattle, that showed up for us. You did this for us. You met us outside the courthouse when we walked from our our from your building onto your streets that were cloaked in equality and pride. That's a weird metaphor. Um, the strange image. Okay. In now here's where I mean it could have ended there, but um, she just wanted to reveal a bit more. Uh, now we're just now we're just having fun, Brian. In June of 2019, we joined forces with another committed couple and started a winery with our friends. Oh Lord!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know people are able to just do the most like bullshit like it's just for yourself now, I'm not saying that yeah. you can't do things for yourself but that's who it's for but I love the like hoops that they're willing to jump through to pretend like you you started a winery because you don't like to work and you wanted to do the work and you wanted to have a conversation piece to talk about with your other rich yeah. friends
0: and then you want to write about all this in the times for clout
1: <laughs> but then like it be like oh I, again I'm basically MLK <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started a winery with my friends I'm essentially Malcolm X <laughs>
0: One happens to be a local and multi Grammy winning artist, and the other happens to be her wife. Oh, don't tease us and don't tell her muse. Don't tease us and not tell. Come on. We found common ground in working to write the injustices in the world. And again, you would have mentioned writing an injustice at some point, and conferred in the, and conferred in the way people do when something greater is at stake. So reveal that they talked about it. Um, as a collective, we are doing now what will become part of our legacy. This is like Mayor Quimby talking about this. This The vaguest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, ours is not just a woman owned LGBTQIA. I'm sorry. Isn't it just an, an L owned? (laughs) Sounds like four lesbians opened a winery. I get that you're obsessed with connecting yourself to all these larger projects, but mm-hmm. ownership's actually a pretty specific and necessarily exclusive <laughs> concept, and this is not an LGBTQIA-owned business. It's an L-owned business. It's well, for lesbians.
1: This is the classic <laughs> problem, too. I mean, they had this this week because, you know, like, last night, all that stuff came out on Twitter about uh, at Dave Chappelle's set. He brought yeah. out an Elon Musk and everybody booed him, and there was, like, these people in the replies like, I just can't believe that like Dave Chappelle would do this, and somebody corrected them. He's like, you're looking at this all wrong. A rich guy brought his rich friend on stage. That's the headline. It's like you and your rich friend opened a winery. Let's stop pretending that any of this other stuff matters. Like you're two rich people. You open a winery. By the way, I'm beginning to think that this might be Brandy Carlisle. as the quiet uh, other artist here. Yeah.
0: yeah, Brandy Carlisle. And, and they say, blah, 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 lesbian owned brand that allocates profits to those who need it most via looking out foundation. Uh, it's a population of like-minded people. We stand alongside a community. I mean, look, I, you know, I looked at it, I, uh, always be suspicious of any fucking nonprofits, but the things <laughs> they list of the, what they do were like giving school supplies to kids and food to families. So I don't know. Fine. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, one thing you pr- could probably do is advocate for schools to have the budget to actually have supplies <laughs> yeah. and to people not be, uh, so poorly paid as to, uh, you know, need the food support would have been like a that. better
0: editorial to write.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, granted that would probably go against the interests of your business owning. So, yeah, I can say this too are related, but
0: whatever. a community looking out for those who do not have a voice who feel a deep responsibility to do more because of privilege. <laughs> so good. That privilege is also felt profoundly in our marriage. It means more because it wasn't just a given. We don't take it for granted because we had to wait for it we had to earn it no you fucking did it you waited you waited (laughs) waiting and earning are actually mutually exclusive in (laughs) politics okay like you didn't fucking earn it you would have said so you'd have told us one thing you did ever uh it ends uh happy anniversary comrades Happy anniversary, fellow misfits. You're a conservative liberal winery owner. You're not a fucking yeah. misfit. You, you're married. You're you're an old loser. Well, Shut the fuck up. Well, you were never a misfit.
1: It's basically like, you know, a bank robbery happens down the street from you. The guy is hauling down the sidewalk. The cops just open fire, fill them full of lead. In the process, they explode the bag of money. The money flies in the air, fly you know, the wind picks it up. You grab a hundred dollar bill at the sidewalk, you look at it and you go, I earned this today. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, no part in that. Like you just walked into it.
0: <laughs> because because you you identify with um uh money gra- money, money <laughs> people that money has rained down on. You're yeah. part of that sort of social <laughs> cast of people. I don't know. I mean, um, Just imagine writing this and being like, yeah, this
1: this is the image I want people to have of me. But the thing is, I mean, it shows the
0: circles that these people walk in that they would think that this would be taken positively, you know, ever. And bad enough, the hypocrisy of liberals, of comfortable gay liberals, assimilationist gays in America, those who uh, you know, have turned against trans people and those who haven't, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. the first or the worst, but like, and liberals generally who really believe like all this is going well, it's going forward. Yeah. All this was great. Gay marriage was this uh, incredible, huge step forward for gay rights and and none of it can be ever be taken away. Uh, was bad enough again, like people who, again, gays who look at the Democrats and, and don't see them, just fucking taking advantage of them, like, mm-hmm. just just lying through their teeth like like they did any of this shit, like they did anything for anybody ever. Bad enough fucking a year ago, two years ago. Fucking made my blood boil. But now, but now, yeah. in the face of everything, obviously progress being turned around, and then the just, the open political, publicly motivated political murder of of trans and gay people that, is being called for and happening, and then and you still write this bullshit. What a fucking sick fuck. What a dumbass. Yeah, fuck you, lady. You're yeah, dumped. it's Jesus. it's
1: you know, and it's reminiscent of a type to of just a complete lack of self reflection, right? I mean, in the aftermath of the shooting in Colorado Springs, Dan Savage of all people was writing some like long thread about like, oh, this is the time to be, like really be concerned about violence against like the gay and trans community. It's like you are the one keeping Katie Herzog on staff yeah like what the fuck are you talking about like you your fingerprints are on this shooting like because it made you money like you kept Katie on because she brought clicks she brought clicks because she did the lowest effort fucking posts about fucking you know well, and because about he trans with shit, with the,
0: that shit which okay. I, yeah let's be serious he agreed with her on it but like, like that's how they think and like then and they're surprised like at the, they they're like I mean, no we agree with all the other stuff except when the violence against gay people no 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 that's not good it's it's all fascism. Well, that and it's like you guys all want to take credit for shit. Take credit for the shit you should take credit for. You played a part
1: in that. Yeah. You know, like at least take credit. You won. You got you got
0: the things you wanted. You know, you got the fucking rubes riled up like you. You stopped dead. The even the progress myth, the progressive liberal progress myth. You didn't yeah. want it to extend to trans people. Yeah. You wanted to kick the ladder you yours. out. You wanted to kick the ladder out from fucking under you as trans people in this country, were trying to come up behind the fucking meager again, sand built fucking rights that gay people have in this country. And you wanted to kick the fucking ladder out. And, and now, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, look, and we don't look, we don't know that that's these people in this article. Um, but they're dumb for other reasons. Yeah, And I think a critique of like the basic liberal viewpoint, which we say is definitely in this article
1: is they don't understand why this is happening. They literally think that, you know, look, we just educate people about, you know, what it is to be gay and to be proud or whatever. And uh, these kind of things will stop. They'll stop trying to take our rights away or all this kind of stuff. As opposed to the reality, which is the contradictions of capitalism, the problems of capitalism, the inequalities of capitalism create creates a lot of anger, it creates a lot of resentment in society. And that anger has to be directed at something that isn't capitalism, that isn't people at and, money. Wh- whatever what are like, the causes? Yeah. And they're going to point it in these directions, right? Well, whatever the causes, I you know, you know, yes. But they can't see that. That's the thing. That's why they have these idiot posts about like, oh I'll just toast my glass so this game pass in the future. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Things are getting worse. Like I don't know what the fuck you're when you see
0: the, the even more important at least for these people, the more important thing they should be made to understand then, then the forget the material analysis, you know, it's really like what, what, how could you secure people's rights and progress in a way that was defensible? Yeah. And it's by building power outside of these political systems, outside of the Seattle times at board, outside of the democratic (laughs) party, it's building power in the streets, And maintaining it, building power of large numbers of people in this case, large numbers of queers and their friends ready, organized to shut down cities when you don't when you fuck with them. Okay, to be able to stand up against the cops and tell them to fuck off until society changes. That's what people did in the past. And then like a lot of things that it was whittled away, you know, that what what little power They did start to build in something like the right way, whittled away. But no one's, you know, that's not what any of this is. That's not what's brought about the last, uh, you know, the more the conservative sort of liberal gay rights um, of the last few decades. And and it's built on fucking nothing for that reason, because there is no power in the streets. There's no solidarity. There is no class power. There's just the fucking uh, Democrats, Republicans and the pigs. Uh, And it's all in the service of capital. And so you're going to get fucked. Yeah, because you've built your house on the sand.
1: Yeah. And honestly, if it's not you in this moment, it's probably somebody else you should give a shit about. Yeah. You know, well, that's uh, that's probably the best place to leave this. Right. Yeah. Okay, right, well, uh, listeners, hey, look—if you want to uh, hear more depressing facts, uh, ending the myth is back, so you can listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we just so talked. Yeah, uh, you know the uh, the shooting in Colorado really hit at the wrong time when me and Moony uh, we were talking a lot about the Indonesian genocide, and <sighs> uh, didn't feel good. I gotta say, so I think you say we're the real victims. No, I'm just joking. But like, but ending the myth, like, hey, I am sorry, American history is pretty bleak, but uh, it's worth knowing something about. Uh, other than that i think we might have potentially possibly maybe a very special guest next week stay tuned to find out otherwise we'll call it a night good night everybody good night